0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great
1: Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Father Justin Ward. I'm Father Joshua. And we are! Sons of Thunder bring it to you straight. In the latter half of this hour, we have Sister Joseph Andrew on the phone. Sister, how's it going?
0: Well, I am just doing great. I'm sitting here wondering if I'm as much a daughter of thunder as you all sound like you all, <laughs> son. <are tons. laughs>
1: I love the accent every time, sister. Whenever I see it, the NC DVD or wherever we're at, you can always you can always hear you down the hallway with the accent. So. <laughs> So uh, oh, for our Thank listeners, <laughs> for our listeners, sister, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, your order, where you're from. Sure. All that kind of
0: so I am um, one of the four founders of the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, and the four of us all came from Tennessee. I, in particular, came from East Tennessee, the Smoky Mountains. In um, any case, um, so we founded the community 23 years, uh, 23 years ago. And now we have a hundred and about, hundred. it's over 140. The average age is 32 years old, and we continue to get lots of vocations. And I think that's the good news, because everybody seems so fixated on bad news, but I like getting good news out there, as do you all. So thank you for having me on today.
1: Yeah, um, with that many sisters, uh, do you guys plan on... Spreading out, going to other dioceses? Actually,
0: we are all over the country, and we're also in Rome. So we teach pre-K all the the way through college and seminary now, and we're spread across the USA. And then we also have four sisters in Rome who are not there right now, right? but normally would be there. Yeah, Yeah, our guys in Rome are on
1: lockdown right now at the North American College. They can't
0: Yeah, that's where our sisters are as librarians at the CASA. Uh, Casa Maria in the North American College and then they also stayed at the Angelicum so they uh, were told to come home on one of the very last planes that left from Italy to the USA thank God yeah right
1: we just had one of our, yeah, a couple of our priests come home that were studying over uh-huh. there. Self quarantined right now, but they got out right, right in time. But it's uh...
0: exactly. I think they left about the same time because we were like, "This is the last ditch effort." And the sisters were saying, "Most of the seminarians are leaving too, and not more likely than you." And she <laughs> said, "They're they're in quarantine." And I said, "Read some good books and make summaries because I don't have time to read like you all do." Right. <laughs> so give me the summaries,
1: would you? <laughs> <laughs> a little Cliffhanger <laughs> version.
0: I'll tell and make you. Make sure you Christ the and no complaining. Yeah,
1: Amen, Amen. I'll tell you. I'll that. tell you what gets me. What's got, or at least oh, let me put it this way. What's on my mind a little bit is that if you, okay, so it's it, this virus uh-huh. is attacking the elderly. We know that, in people with underlying mm-hmm. conditions. So, if you think of, you know, Pope Francis is not a spring chicken. I mean, he's in his mid eighties. He's only got mm-hmm. one lung. Mm-hmm. And you've got Pope Benedict, who is in his 90s. Almost 100, man. <laughs> and uh, uh-huh. not in frail condition. Can you imagine if this little sucker took uh-huh. out both of our popes? I mean, what... what, you know, what, uh, we walk by
0: faith, and that's all there is to it. And this is a very good reminder to the whole world, what's important, what's not. What we can hold on to, and what... We better be detached
1: from, you know? Oh, yeah, and I I think, well, from my perspective, Mm -hmm. I think what's going on right now, the the, the pandemonium, Uh is that for too long there has been an assumption globally that in some way humanity now in our modern day and age of progress has control. Uh, oh, o- yes. over, over life, well and we're just getting a taste of what not having control yeah. feels like. And, I uh, mean,
0: really, do you know more young women are applying to enter our community than in a normal time, because I think for them, too, it's like, okay, honey, what's important and what's yeah. really not, and life is fragile, and, you know, in the way you believe before God, you're to give it to Him, do it, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So...
0: I think there's a lot of great grace. The Screwtape will not win this, the Resurrection, we all know about. So this is good at his during Lent. This is an appropriate time to realize
1: what's important. Yeah, amen. So this is my question before we start getting into the vocation uh-huh. stuff that we were going to because we were, I don't know if you were supposed to be at the vocation jamboree at the University of Mary, but... Of uh, initi- course
0: I was. Okay. Yes okay initially and we were- I love the University of Mary. And I was so looking forward to it. But am I complaining? Well, just a little bit.
1: <laughs> we, uh, we were supposed to be out there with the Sons of Thunder show featuring this whole thing. So we're basically going Aww. through the same guests that would have been out there Aww. and uh, interviewing them. But uh, my – my because corona- you. Thank you. My coronavirus – the coronavirus is front and center here. And so I'm asking – all of our guests, because they're good Catholic people, mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. in your in your gut, sister, in in your mm-hmm. heart of hearts. Why? What do you think spiritually, if anything, is going on with the Good Lord allowing? I'm not going to say He caused it, but allowing this the the global situation with this virus. What what, what do you what do you feel?
0: Right. You know, I think as in all things, the good, the bad, the indifferent, we can either find God in them or we can reject God. So in this too, I think we should all find God. You know, our community has, as of Sunday, uh, broadcasted all our, we're broadcasting daily masses, we are broadcasting, um, Lauds, Vespers, Compline, and people are riding in like crazy that would never have probably even known what Divine Office means or some of these things, and they're like, you know, we're, we're getting closer together in the spiritual realm. You know, we're getting closer, and that one heartbeat that alone really counts. And so I really think that it is a time of great graces. Any time of suffering is also a time of great graces, and I just think there's a lot of good that is going on and it's a purification which of course we all need. I'm the one of the first ones to need it. I know that. And but I do think what we have to constantly um put out there, which you what you're exactly doing, is is hope, you know, um that God is in charge and He will not leave us. And at the end of the day, it's going to be myself before God and how am I living every present moment, including the present and including whatever else will come. You know, what's my response to grace? And so I think it's a great challenge. Again, I don't think we can say that enough because I don't think the world necessarily does hear that message. And so thank you for what you're doing.
1: Yeah, maybe. Well, sister, maybe maybe even to tie that to your vocation itself, you know, I mean, a lot of, when you hear a lot of vocation stories, you have, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly and, and finding <laughs> God in the midst of, you know, grace uh-huh. and in, but also in the midst of pain and suffering and drawing you deeper into that relationship, you know, where. Obviously, I mean, the plan at the heart of our, our faith is a big, massive wooden cross with a man crucified to it. Well um, said. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so, you know, what? where did you find that, maybe in your own vocation, or, you know, as vocation... You're still vocation director, correct? I am, I yeah, am. Yeah, and, and, you know, how do you deal with that with, with the sisters that you work with?
0: Right. Well, Father, to kind of answer your... The second portion of your question how do how do i deal with this with with the young women today because we i I see hundreds and hundreds and hundreds every single year and they're very open and they really want god's will where i think we are missing the boat with young people is they know they were made for greatness and there's so few people out there challenging them to give their greatness and so they know they're being so sold short And they don't like it, so then they act out as any of us would if it's like, okay, I give, 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 and nobody seems to, you know, believe that inside me there really is a a deep goodness, and they know that. And so, as I said, um, the young women that would have been making one of our retreats, and it would have probably gone up to 180, and I had to postpone it, and we'll see when, if that particular one will be able to take place. It really might not. But I said, call me if you want to. The phone has been ringing off the hook because it makes them realize, again, I have an obligation. But, of course, the email challenge was, don't let Screwtape win. You right. get on top of this by God's grace. And I, I do think that seeing the good in each other is what pulls forth the vocation. And as you said, um, every vocation is a totally unique love story between that individual and God himself. And so, you know, where I could give volumes and volumes of different vocation stories. Mine was very simple in many ways, and yet to me, it was the way God knew to get me. With my personality, he had to get me early on because there's no telling what I would have been into, and I do believe that. And so he put me in a family where my parents were, I do believe, saints. And so I saw that example. And The sisters taught me. I was always the problem child in the in the school. I'm sure they couldn't believe I even thought about religious vocation, because <laughs> they were the ones that You speaking. and me both. <laughs> oh, there you go, Father. But, you know, I thank him now for this energy that I have, to give back to him, but I couldn't control it as, when I was young, no matter what anybody did. And I always knew deep down this is the way God made me, and someday I'll be able to make something good out of this, Though right now I'm not seeming to be able to do it. And the only thing that kind of, because I really loved the sisters, and the only thing that kind of, so to speak, you know, I think we all have our testing moments, and mine certainly was the fact that I like guys so much. But what I finally realized was <laughs> I like too many guys to have ever settled for one, so if I have to only pick one, it's gonna be God
1: yeah, right exactly yeah. and the story
0: that's 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 the only one that's going to be enough for me, and that really is kind of in a you know, very quick nutshell how i came to find it and just say there's nothing else out there that would be enough not for my heart not the way yeah, God I,
1: I, had a, I had a guy in seminary once tell me that there wasn't enough women in the world to satisfy him
0: there you go. <laughs> well I, I, ab- I agree with him you
1: know there's something about that statement though because i it, it resonates i think with a lot of people who have a vocation uh. to religious life of the priesthood and really what we're saying in that is that that it's so deep and that like you talk about that energy is so powerful <laughs> that the only being that can handle it yeah. is is Christ. <laughs> and so until you find him like it. well it's You're Augustine's right. resting in him, you know. So yeah. sister we want to thank you for being on today. Oh, this and, too fast,
0: but thank you. <clears throat> I know it
1: goes so quickly, but maybe next year we can uh, get you on live at the Vocations Jamboree. Sounds this, good to uh, me. Virus all over, but we'll keep you in prayer and please pray for us. For sure,
0: and thank you
1: again. God bless you all. You too. Today's real presence here. live is brought to you in part by Taco Del Mar, serving fish tacos which are absolutely unbelievable. That's Send. my parishioner that owns <laughs> know, that. that. He owns that. He's a good man. Seven days a week, though, giving you another option for your Lenten Friday meals. Located at 12th and Accessory in Bismarck, Taco Del Mar can be reached by calling seven zero one. Two 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 three zero four four. They also do catering. It's phenomenal. Co- yeah, and, and, and the, you ju- I just can't say enough about Taco Del Mar. Get down there. And, uh, <laughs> Love eat at that place. Taco Del Mar. Fish taco. Yum yum. Programming changes during coronavirus outbreak. Sunday mass, seven a.m. and ten thirty a.m. Real presence live rosary at ten thirty a.m. Monday through Friday. We're Going to be doing that today for the Corona victims. Uh, coronavirus victims. Divine Mercy Chaplet at three p.m. Uh, RPR News Link updates at 9 and 10 a.m. and eleven fifty-five, twelve 450. You're not going to remember any of this. <laughs> uh, up next, we will take a few moments to pray for your intention during... Prayerful yours. Okay, we just got to guess. It's not on the sheet here. It's cut off. Uh, at 1030, we invite you to join us in praying the rosary live on air. With us. With us for this coronavirus and all this and more is Real Presence Live